Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden. I'm here at Katini Education Workforce Training. Uh, we got Paul on the show today. So, uh, Paul, we've got kind of a fun little episode to talk about today, don't we? Yeah, I have questions uh, coming up on this episode. That's good. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm kind of a techie guy. You know that, and uh, but I've never dwelled into software. Um, oh, and right. so, you know, it's kind of it's the, those lines and lines and lines of code just kind of intimidate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be uh, sort of the, the uh, beginner, um, the neophyte questions on our side. But hey, man, before we jump into it, we've got a pretty exciting thing we want to talk about real quick. Um, we have a, a brand new podcast series coming out. Uh, it is out, by the way. It's available. Please check out um, all the places where you download uh, Sweet Talk. Um, but the name of this uh, special series is called Chefin, and it's with uh, Chef Jason Knapp. Um, and it's a, a little bit different format. Uh, Jason uh, will have conversations with um, chefs from all over, um, talking about the food business, the food industry. And a really exciting sort of, uh, uh, there's a would you rather question and answer kind of thing. That's kind of cool. And then he, um, he does a little sort of, I, I don't know, what is it? A surprise ingredient. He puts a chef yeah, on like a spot. A surprise ingredient box thing. Yeah. Uh, he does yeah. it right th then and there. He does yeah. it right then. It was, you know, it was kind of nice to, to cause uh, Jason and I were audiences for that as they recorded. And it was, it was very interesting. The interactions between oh, the yeah. two people who know how to, how to cook and uh, have a lot much experience uh, in the um, restaurant world. Um, it was, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, it's a great, it's a great series. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, J chef Jason Knapp, I think is a wonderful host and an excellent chef. Um, and I'm just excited to see where this goes. So if you haven't had a chance to hear that, uh, just like I said, we're, it's on our sweet talk platform. Um, but the, it's a sees it's a special series, um, episode one, um, Chefin, and that C H E F, uh, up, up N. That's right. And, there's a, I think there's a posture in there somewhere, but yes. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. But we got our plugs in. Um, we're also just want to kind of just put a little out there uh, for everyone. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming close. So uh, it's a good time to think about food as well as with our um, one other plug, Paul, I'm doing a shameless plugs, man. Yes, nobody, I, I can nobody see checks into a pod, here. No one checks into a podcast for shameless plugs, but hey, we do want this is an important one. Our spring catalog, our uh, registration for our spring classes open uh, December 9th. Uh, so that's about less than a month away. So please, please, please get check your mailboxes for the catalog. Get online, download the catalog. 
Uh, we've got a bunch of exciting new classes this spring semester, which brings us to why we have Nick Suen from Prominio Tech on our episode, on our podcast today. Amazing segue. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm just going to bask in that glory for a minute. <laughs> That's about the only good thing I'm going to do today. That was just wonderful. Um, so Nick is the president of Prominio Tech, and we welcome him to the show. And my guests know that when I say that magic word, welcome, we have 20 minutes. Nick, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you uh, for taking the time out to chat with us today. You got to introduce yourself uh, to our listening audience. I got to know who you are. Well, Jason, Paul, thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be to be here on Sweet Talk. Um, well, like Jason said, I'm the I'm the president of Promeneo Tech. Uh, I've, I've I had a career in, in technology as a software engineer. I love building and creating things. Um, but also before that, I I used to be a, a teacher, music, so uh, private lessons, taught at a bunch of different um, uh, K through 12 schools. So I had a passion for teaching. And luckily, early on in my career, I was able to, to marry those two uh, passions of mine together and uh, work at a, a local coding boot camp in Arizona and, and teach people how to code. And, and I, I got to see how that uh, changed their lives and how they were able to change careers into something that they enjoyed more. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so that's a little bit about me. I've got a lot of different hobbies and passions, um, but education and software development are are two that have stuck with me for a while. So I, I imagine there's a more obvious connection uh, for those who understand software development and those who understand music. But to me, the neophyte in the room, uh, that connection, that jump from coding to music or from music to coding, um, that seems like a pretty far jump, but um, kind of what you're indicating, it might not be. Huh? It, it was more of a natural transition for you. You know, it's, it's funny because we actually do see a lot of students um, who, when they introduce themselves, uh, they, they're musicians. They come from a, a musical background, either performing or teaching. Um, that, and that's not to say that people without musical skills uh, aren't learning to code because there's a lot of people um, learning to code. But there's definitely a correlation. It's, it's that thought process. The same, uh, same things you do to learn music, um, those same thought processes and patterns, they definitely can be applied in, in learning technology. That is pretty cool. That's cool. I, I think there's, we, there's a whole nother area to kind of go down, Paul. I think we might have to look into that deeper. That sounds just like one of those interesting kind of things. Well, you know? I mean, is, is, is it something in the, in the mind's eye where lines of code and lines of music kind of just connect uh, or inter, interconnect for someone? Uh, and in a lot of cases, you know, I, I think there's a few things and that's definitely one of them, right? In, in music, you notate things and you have to be able to read it and it's not English and uh, in, in software development, you're or encoding, you're, you're notating things and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very similar there. Um, I also think like if you get into music theory, um, it's, it's just, it, it's pattern recognition, right? You can, you can take a, um, a musical piece and you can transpose it and you just move the pattern up or down however many half steps, right? And, and coding similar, right? You can take a pattern, uh, you know, Uber of cars and you, you can really change that to Uber of food or whatever you, mm. you want to do, right? Patterns, 
patterns. Very patterns. cool. Nice. So how did you kind of, I kind of, you made that transition through a coding boot camp. Um, but Prominio Tech, can you talk to us a little bit about Prominio Tech and what it does? And, and, and uh, you know, I, I guess I should set up our listeners a little bit. Um, we are partnering here at uh, Continuing Education Workforce Training here at ISU. We are partnering with Prominio Tech to provide um, a, both a front end and back end software engineer training program. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but I kind of wanted to make sure our listeners understood this connection. And by the way, uh, these classes uh, are available this spring semester. So, but let's talk kind of a little bit of just about Prominio Tech and maybe um, kind of what they do. And I guess obviously what um, kind of attracted you or uh, did, did you create Prominio Tech or were, as the president, were you in that process or talk about that a little bit? I, I was the original founder. Um, oh, right on. Okay. It, it, it started in, it started in my living room. It, it's one oh. of the it started with me teaching people um, in my living room, how to code and helping them get jobs in, in software development. Um, so again, forwarding that passion of mine and teaching and uh, technology and then helping people. Um, there's, so we're, we're a very mission-driven company and our mission is to make technology education affordable and accessible so that anyone has the opportunity to change their lives um, through this type of education. So coding boot camps are, they've been around for about a decade now um, and they've done a lot of good, right? There's uh, a lot of people who have changed their careers through, through coding boot camps um, in a, a fast-paced program, you know, anywhere from 12 to 33 weeks. Um, and, you know, we, working in the industry, I took a look at it. I really liked what I was doing as a teacher. Uh, and I, I thought it could be done a little better. And so that's, that's kind of where Promeneo Tech came from. And I thought we could make it more accessible. Um, so that's what we do. We, we teach people in 18 weeks, uh, people with zero experience, how to code and give them the skills necessary. And when I say give, I mean, provide what they need to learn the skills necessary, right? We can't mm -hmm. give anyone anything. It's always hard work, right? But after the hard work and with what we provide through the programs, um, we help students uh, land jobs in the industry as, as software developers, software engineers. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Okay, so what, what coding language are you teaching in, in these courses? That's a good question. So there's two separate courses. There's the front end uh, software engineering program, the back end software engineering program. The front end focuses on JavaScript mainly. Now there's a, there's a bunch of different languages and frameworks that are taught in each one, but the core language is JavaScript. And then they're going to learn some HTML, some CSS, um, libraries like Bootstrap and jQuery. And then at the end, they're going to learn the, um, the React JavaScript library. So that's the most popular library for creating user interfaces or, or what the user sees and the buttons they click on, that type of stuff. And then the backend program, which is something that actually makes us a little unique, is it's based on Java. Now, a lot of boot camps don't teach Java. It's a little more verbose, but it is uh, one of the most in demand and popular languages for backend uh, software development, backed by a ton of big companies, including like AWS, Amazon. Um, so that one, they're learning Java and they learn some MySQL and they learn Spring Boot. Again, a bunch of accompanying frameworks. Very cool. Very cool. So a guy like me who 
I mean, I'm not sure if you were speaking Spanish there for a second or no. <laughs> and that, that I don't mean no insult to the Spanish speakers in our audience. I just, it was a very foreign language to me. But what do people do with these type of skills that you're teaching in these, in, uh, these programs? Um, so the, the coolest thing, the cool side of what they do with these skills is they create they build things, they make things happen that weren't happening before. Um, as a, some of you might relate, if you ever look at a uh, ream of paper or a notebook, an, an empty, a blank notebook, and you think of all the different possibilities there, right? You could write a story, you could draw a picture, you could fold or gone. There's so much you can do with paper, right? Now imagine an infinite amount of, of paper, right? And the ability to create and connect different systems from anywhere, you can just build anything that you can imagine. So that's what you do with it. Um, but then it's also a career, right? It's something that um, people can get into and make a career for themselves. There's a lot of demand. So, you know, if you work hard and you develop these skills, um, it's one of the fastest and uh, most rapidly growing industries in the world. Very cool. And, and creating websites, creating, uh, working with major companies, as you mentioned, to help people do whatever they need to do um, in a world of infinite paper without using paper. It's kind yes. of what we're, yeah, very cool. And I should have been more specific too. I, no. I get excited about the creativity, but. No, 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 no. It's, it's great. So uh, my question is, uh, you know, I'll, I mean, you hear coding, 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 um, and everyone, you know, you know, kind of aspires and people have these things, oh, yes, I'll be a coding. But when someone actually gets into your program and, and starts working on it, what can they expect um, as when they take these, these classes? Because a lot of times, you know, some people are coming out of this completely blank and they have no idea what is involved in a coding class. You know, that's a great question, because if you go into... Um, construction or medicine or anything else like we, we know those what those are right we're familiar with those as, as people coding's kind of abstract if you haven't done it before you might not understand what you're what you're getting into and I think that's where the question kind of stems from um, so I'll, I'll work backwards here and describe first kind of what coding is and then what the format of the class is like what they can expect kind of on a day-to-day -day basis but coding is simply uh, writing instructions for the computer to read, right? Um, so Jason mentioned uh, different languages. Coding is a different language, right? It's, it's the, depending on which language you learn, you're just writing instructions and telling the computer to do these steps. Uh, just like if you were um, leaving instructions for a babysitter and you say, hey, do these things in this order, or if you're telling someone how to care for, to, to do anything, writing instructions for the computer. Um, the way we facilitate learning this in an 18-week period on a part-time basis is we use what's called a flipped classroom model. So students will come to uh, class in the middle of each academic week with their instructor. Um, it's an hour and a half in the evening, but before that, at the beginning of the academic week, students will watch um, pre-recorded videos, curriculum, and start to become familiar with the concepts they're learning for that week. 
so that when they come to class, the instructor is not a content delivery mechanism. He's not just he or she is not just uh, spewing information. Um, rather, they're helping the students solidify what they've already started learning in a very Socratic fashion. That means they're answering questions, they're asking questions, they're figuring out what the students in their class specifically need, and then helping them progress. Um, and so that's one way we're able to take a lot of content and help students learn it in a shorter period of time. Then students are working on writing code, building projects, doing research, learning more about the industry. Um, and it's a, I want to say a standard academic process in that you're learning, but it's, it's also not standard. Um, it's, it's so different. Right on. Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, the flipped classroom. Um, I com- I'm very familiar with that concept. You know, the whole, the point of the flipped ca- classroom is to to digest the lecture before class, so that your instructor can answer your questions that you have about the material during class. That way, the instructor can maximize their time helping you understand um, the course material rather than just deliver it. Exactly. Right. And that's and, and that helps them that facilitates a better learning environment. Excellent. So is is this uh, 18 week program then uh, is it also useful for those who are maybe already doing some type of uh, software engineering uh, either? And, and then again, uh, maybe you just don't accidentally do this. Uh, but is there an upskill? Is this would this be a beneficial program for those looking to upskill or to? Um, I mean, I mean, who knows, maybe it's even required, uh, for, uh, employment. I, I mean, I guess that's again, a little bit of how little I know. No, that's a good question. So we see all different types of students come through the program. Um, the majority have never coded before, but we do have a bunch who fall into two different categories. Either they've started self-teaching, um, and software engineering is a very cool, topic to learn because you can learn on your own. There there are a lot of resources out there. Um, But the students who come to us that have already started self-learning and they've already made good progress, what they find is it's a very vast industry. So they're trying to go from point A to point B and their path looks like this because they don't know what they don't know. And so they get to this point right here and they're like, all right, enough surface area. I want to go straight here. And so they say, let's look at a program to guide me to say, what do we need to learn to get there? Um, so we do see students like that. We also see students who have been in the industry um, before and maybe they're using different languages and they wanna upskill to a more current language or they just need to learn a different language. So they're already software developers and they just don't have the uh, languages under their belt that these programs teach. Excellent. So um, now if someone was coming to the class, what kind of technology do they are, is required to take these classes? That's a great question. So the uh, minimum technical specifications needed for the computer, um, whether it's a laptop or a desktop, whatever it is, because it's online, so you can you can be plugged into a desktop. Um, it's an i5 processor and eight gigabytes of RAM. Um, and if you don't know how to find that, it you can Google that real quick. It's really easy to find on at any computer. But it's also that's pretty much the minimum that most new computers have anyway. Um, So you just want to check that. Make sure that your computer is fast enough and that you have access to um, internet. You have to have access to internet. So how long has Perpinio Tech been around? How long have you guys been doing this now? So it's about three and a half years. It was July of 2018. Right on. And you are beginning to make an impact. I'm assuming you're seeing success stories by now. 
We are, yes. Um, since the first cohort, we've seen uh, success stories of our students uh, landing jobs in the industry. Um, it, you know, what? One of my favorite stories, she was one of my first students when I was teaching in, uh, in my living room. Um, she came in, she'd spent the last seven years since graduating uh, high school in, um, in the service industry as, as a waitress. And she like, she always wanted to get into technology, but just, you know, life. Um, so it was really cool. She went through the program. She landed a job at a, at a large company as a software developer. And um, it, it was cool to see that transition take place. Very cool. I was going to ask you for a story and you gave it to me without yeah, asking. That was good. That's good. Well, I, I'm assuming, you know, I mean, I think there, I don't want to, again, sound too ignorant, but, you know, we, we, we do have to remember that, you know, um, but with every student, every person that signs up, every person who looks at our, uh, you know, website and looks up back end software engineer, front end software engineer, um, you know, they're into this uh, deep learning, learning how to code, but, but I mean, there's lives and there's, there's people that are attached to each one of those, you know, that are doing things to improve and better their life. And, and I guess, you know, what I'm hearing is, is that the skills acquired in this type of, in this program, um, do exactly that. They make a difference in the life. Exactly. And that's, that's where the goal and the mission stem, stems from, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it starts out with affordable and accessible, but the, the last part of our mission is so people can change their lives. So that's, that's where our focus is. Very good. Very good. And you, uh, I guess, what do you, are you, um, I, and this is a little broader question than ISU, but um, are there other programs that you're looking to create or are you guys just... Uh, and I don't mean Jess, but um, recognized you're doing what you do best. And so you're perfecting both the back end and, you know, software programs and, or you're looking to add other programs as you move forward. Yeah, I, I love that question. So we're always looking at other programs. Um, we've got a data engineering program that's uh, just about to roll out. And um, that's a little more intermediate, uh, probably more upskilling uh, people already in the industry learning those, those skills. Um, we're also looking at rolling out a digital marketing, like a strategic digital marketing program, um, still tech-based, but in somewhat of a little different arena. Um, so we're always looking for programs that have uh, high demand in the industry, right? Where people, it's growing rapidly and they need more skilled workers. So that, that's our focus. Excellent. Excellent. So um, you mentioned that you were a teacher before. Are you still currently teaching or... I, I'm not teaching anymore. Okay. No, more, most, most no more music lessons. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your most rewarding thing about teaching? Um, there's, there's a lot that's rewarding about teaching, but seeing, seeing those light bulbs go on, I actually like to call them mental walls. So, you know, a student can just be hitting this mental wall over and over. And then, and, and they might think, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. And then, you know, they, they take a break, um, they, they go eat or something and they come back and like, at some point it, it clicks. And sometimes it's not, um, it's not even, they, they don't even notice that it clicks. They don't even notice they're through the mental wall, but they're focusing on a different topic further along. And all of a sudden they're just, they're doing what they thought they'd never be able to do before. And seeing that is, is very fulfilling. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. And so just make me feel a little bit better. You're still playing music. 
I do. <laughs> right. And you said a lot of other hobbies. So, uh, and I think that that kind of speaks, uh, you know, volumes just about, uh, you know, the creativity side, right. Uh, you can never be once if you are creative, you can never stop creating no matter how hard you try. So that's very cool. I've got, I've got an off topic question. Since you musician, favorite album. <laughs> favorite album. Um, that's that's very difficult. So I don't like um, favorites. I don't like, I can't tell you favorite food. I love food. I can't tell you favorite. But what I can tell you, there's an album that does have significant, um, uh, I guess, meaning or impact in my life. And it was uh, Have a Nice Day by Bon Jovi. That's when I was, you know, I started listening to music more intently with that album. So um, there you go there. There you go. Thanks for sharing that. That's pretty cool. Well, the timer bumped off on us, but we do want to get a couple little uh, information out to everyone. First of all, uh, please go on our website at cetrain at isu.edu and uh, just hit in the search bar back end software engineer or front end software engineer. Um, and you're going to find uh, a landing page on our website for both of those classes. Um, we have a starting in, we already have a couple classes running this uh, term, but starting spring and remember registration for these classes opens December 9th. Um, but our front end software engineer classes uh, start January 26th of 2022. And again, in March 17th of 2022, and those are for our spring uh, semester. So definitely get on our landing page, look up that information. You'll find some links. You'll find some links to Prominio Tech. You'll find all the information that you need to uh, help you make the decision. Those backwind, the backend software engineers uh, program starts in February and April. Now, real quick question. I know we are timer hit, but let's, do you have to take these um, sequential, um, Nick, do you need to take front end first before you can take back end? Can you take them simultaneously at the same time? Um, what's your recommendation for if you're, let's just say you're interested starting out new fresh, um, what's the best way to take these classes? So you can take either one of them individually, and that will help get you the skills needed to either be a front end software developer or a back end software developer. We do have some students come back and take the other one, whichever is the one they didn't take first, um, in, in hopes of just adding on to their skill set, becoming a full stack developer. Um, we do not recommend taking them both at the same time. It's about a 20 hour a week commitment. So it's, it's a lot. Very good. Very good. So uh, take a look at both those on our website at cetrain.isu.edu. Um, and again, front end software engineer or back end software engineer and let, get on those landing pages, hit the clink, uh, clinks, hit the links. And, I'm going to uh, call them clinks from now on. <laughs> they should call them clinks. Doggone it. That's what uh, we got to make a name change here um, and get more information on that. Um, Paul, uh, I guess uh, any, first of all, um, Nick, if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, anybody, how can they do that? What would be the best way to get a hold of Prominio Tech? Um, ah, there's a lot of ways, but okay, if, through if our website, you think at this yeah, point, the website's or? the best way. Okay. okay, all right. So, um, if if you like this podcast, please give us a like 
and uh, leave a review. Those things help with our, our uh, those algorithm number things that happen. Um, and we appreciate that. Very good. And if you have questions, be sure to email us at cetrain at isu.edu. That is cetrain at isu.edu. You can do it the old fashioned way and call us at 208-282-3372. And uh, I just want to say, if you like what you hear, let us know. Nick, thank you for being on the show today. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Jason, Paul. Yeah.